Needed podcast. My name is Kendall Becker and I am your host, but I am also a fashion editor and trend forecaster, meaning that I hear a lot of incredible stories throughout my career. Oftentimes, I don't have the perfect fit for these stories, but I knew that they needed to be told. So welcome to the Curated Podcast, a platform dedicated to sharing passion and purpose and curating a life path that is perfect for you, whatever that may look like. Tune in weekly for conversations with global creatives in fashion, luxury, hospitality, wellness, and so much more as we discuss the why in life. And stay tuned for a couple bonus solo episodes as well. And with that, let's dive into this week's episode. Today, we are going to be talking about everyone's favorite or least favorite topic, which is work. I, my, my thoughts on work have really evolved over the years throughout my career. I think I definitely used to feed into the hustle culture, girl boss era, all the things that like defined my life. I feel like, God, okay. I've been one of the, I was totally one of those crazy people that knew what I wanted to do when I was like five years old. I was like, oh my God, if you would have asked me then, I was like, I'm going to be a supermodel fashion designer. Like, duh, obviously. Um, nonetheless, I always knew I was interested in fashion. Where I fit in fashion, that was always up for question. But lived, breathed, the shows I watched in high school to once I got to college, like I did not choose a very fun school by any means. I mean, I wanted the college experience. I kind of got it. It was fine. Um, I was in and out of there as fast as I possibly could, though. I spent as much time interning away from there. It, anyway, I but I chose my school for the program versus because I actually wanted to go there, which, I mean, technically is what you should do with college. But anyway, I you know was editor-in-chief of our fashion magazine. I was so ingrained in that. Um, versus so much in like Greek life. I spent a lot of time interning and I had a blog on the side. I was also working and, um, oh my gosh, was networking my ass off even being in Ohio. So I don't, I've always been a person that just took work way too damn seriously. I mean, I mean, I started a blog when I was in high school because I really wanted to learn how to write and needed someone to talk to about fashion. So I talked to the internet. Um, I just always have been really just so hyper-focused on that. And when I graduated college, I, you know, within, I graduated a little bit early and had a job within two weeks after, moved to New York within two weeks afterward, and was just like down to grind. I was working, obviously, I was a fashion assistant at a magazine. And I mean, was working, what, from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. and some? if you know, you know, for a very low wage, doing anything and everything. And don't get me wrong, this experience was so incredibly valuable. I learned so much. And really, I went, again, I went for my learning experience over a really buzzy title. I went to where I could learn everything from market to features to social to bookings. And so I'm very grateful that I did that. But I can... And then on the side, too, I was very entrepreneurial. I was always starting blogs or businesses or podcasts or whatever it might be. Um, was really in it and just loved that. And 
as time went on within my career, I saw how that really affected other, you know, my relationships, for example, my friendships, and how I spent so much of my 20s just, you know, working versus ever treating myself to anything. I neglected to let myself travel. I wouldn't, you know, go for, I don't know, boutique workout classes or spa days or like anything, doing really anything nice for myself. I was just so in this headspace of like, I have to work, I have to invest back into work and this is all I have to do. And really during COVID, it shook me to my core as I'm sure it did with so many people that I just had this realization. I remember sitting and talking with my mom and being like, I don't even know, I don't even know who I am. If, you know, I was freelance at the time and I lost a lot of my clients, magazines had cut budgets, I was doing styling at the time, so of course nothing was going on then. And I remember talking with her and she was like, that is so concerning if you are your career. Like, what do you mean? And to me, I was like, what do you mean you are your career? Like, I'm a fashion editor. That's who I am. And in reality, it's just not. It's just not. You can be somebody who turns her passions into a career, but that still is not who you are. And with COVID, it gave me such a great experience to really, you know, just slow down and look at how taking breaks and doing other things ended up actually helping my career in the long run. And something I started to do when I was transitioning from this crazy career phase to kind of lessening it is like I would start to do fun activities that still felt productive. So maybe that was going to the Met or it was going trend shopping. So I still felt like I was learning and doing something productive, but I was really slowing down. And that just kind of catapulted from there. And I really spent, you know, I think 2022, if you've listened to some of the other episodes, I talk about getting into solo travel and how I was freelance for a few years and was very ingrained in my business, was so head down, really focusing on, oh my gosh, how can I constantly be making myself better? How can I make more money? How can I keep elevating this? I'm young and I own my own business. So, you know, how can I be continuing to prove myself? And in 2020, I had this idea that I really, or 2020, sorry, 2022, I wanted to go back in-house. I felt like it was time for me to start learning from other people again, to work and collaborate, which is something I missed so freaking much about being freelance, and to literally just step back and give myself some time to focus on personal growth. Um, As I mentioned in another episode, I was going through a breakup at the same time as this job switch, and just really was like, I should pay more attention to myself because right now I've been paying attention to literally everything else. And I am so freaking glad I did that. So in 2022, I started solo traveling often. I was working, taking market appointments from, you know, the beach in Costa Rica. I was in LA working on different time zones. I mean, all different things. And what was so funny is that I learned so much. I ended up, you know, I had an in-house contract. I was also writing on the side. I also started, you know, working on this podcast, started getting into hosting, started doing just a whole bunch of different things. And you know what? My work improved, my income went up, and I started to have more time in my day. And a lot of health issues that I had started to clear. And 
it's so funny. It was such a light bulb moment to me that you can still be making progress without every waking second of your day be pushing towards this crazy goal. And I mean, hey, have the goals. Please do. You absolutely should. But there's so much else, so much else to life. And I think to me in the past, when people would say that, it was very like, oh, what am I going to do? I'm going to sit on the couch with my boyfriend and watch Netflix all night? Like, that's so lame. But the, obviously, it doesn't have to be it. It could be a hobby. The thought of having hobbies was mind-blowing to me. I think in our girl boss era, it was so you have to monetize everything you're doing. Oh, you like photography? Monetize that. You, you know, you want to do DIY some clothes? Oh, you should try to sell them too. How about we just do things for the joy of doing them? And to me, again, this is such a light bulb moment. And I started to develop these hobbies and like other passions. And now I'm just absolutely in love with Pilates and, you know, travel and astrology and all these other things that I find so interesting and get me in different headspaces, but I'm not going to monetize them. You really can just enjoy things. And I don't, you know, going back to what I just said with, um, you know, I ended up still getting amazing projects that I always wanted to do and raising my income. It was funny how I think slowing down actually really helped my work because I ended up being so much more intentional. And I like to talk about that there's two different types of workers. You're either like a marathon worker or you're a sprinter. And I am very much so a sprinter. I will sit down and bust out some, you know, great work for two, three hours. Then I need a break. But I'm going to be honest, in those two or three hours, I'm doing more than I think what a lot of people are doing in eight hours. So everybody has a different work style. And I think having that freedom to be able to do what works for you and what works for your mind is so freaking crucial. But figuring that out is such a process and also having the space to figure that out. Because let's be real, so many traditional corporate companies, that is just not possible to do. And it's a damn shame because... I think there is someone posted on TikTok recently. It was like an Andre Leontali quote. And he was like, how am I going to be doing my best work sitting in a cubicle with my assistant with like overhead lighting? And it's so damn true. As creative or whoever you are, sometimes work environments just simply do not lend themselves to the type of work that we want to be producing. And you really don't know that unless you give yourself the chance and the opportunity to try different things and put yourself in other situations. So I just think that that is so important, and I hope that that's something that really gets more ingrained in our work culture. Um, another big lesson I've learned throughout my career, too, has just been this unconventional approach to work and starting to realize that that's okay. So for me, my career has really been a balance between the editorial side, the retail side. I've worked at some startup publications. I've worked at major legacy publications. I've worked at crazy mass retailers who are so, so, so corporate. And then some others that are a little bit more forward and have consulted with everything in between. And there is just so many different ways to approach work. And I think you never know unless you go and you get out there and you try it, like I said. But what really has worked for me is making this unconventional mix of having something that feels a little bit more nine to five-esque and then having the passion projects on the side. Or for me, I love to write. It, I am a communicator, a storyteller, 110% more than anything else. 
but I am such a quality over quantity person. I would rather do less is more. I would rather feel so intentional and so passionate about what I'm doing than feel the pressure to churn out 10 million stories, which is what we need in this digital era um, and gets really normalized. And so I think it's really sitting with yourself and understanding what works for you, understanding that market and being okay with being unconventional. So maybe that's being freelance and making this matrix of different things. And it doesn't even have to be in the same industry. I mean, some days I'm like, God, I would love to teach Pilates, be a DJ and then be a writer. I don't know. Who cares? Maybe. You can do whatever you want. There really is no rule book. And I think we're so socialized, you know, to say, oh, I want this promotion and it's going to look great if by 30 I have this title and I should be at XYZ and I, God, honestly, not to give not to give men a break, but I've noticed it so much with men in relationships that they feel so much pressured to be at a certain point before they feel like that they can be in relationships and support a family and this and that. And you're like, oh my God, it's just all these different sets of rules and guidelines that it's like, who set these? And why are we living by them? All of us are so unique and individual and our careers and what we show up in the world and how we give back you know, it should be just as individual. So I think it's a big mental challenge to be okay with being unconventional and taking those risks. But I think it is something that's so freaking important and is really fulfilling if you, you know, give yourself the space to do that. But hey, I also understand that that can be a lot of freaking work. It's intimidating. And it also financially can be really, really tough to figure out. So I'm not sitting here being like, hey, quit your job and go see what happens and, you know, throw spaghetti at the wall and hope for the best. Not saying that at all, but I'm saying to allow yourself to have the space to really, you know, get clear with yourself and figure out what feels valuable to you and how you want to spend your time in this world. Because we spend, oh my God, I don't even, I don't even want to know how many hours we spend working, but it has to be a sickening amount. So I don't know. I'm just a big, big supporter of figuring out what works for you. And also, here's my other thing is how to figuring out what makes work more enjoyable. So maybe it's not the job. Maybe, hey, you're stuck in this really freaking boring finance job. Okay, fine. But maybe you're allowed to work from home. I mean, maybe finance was a bad example but um, because I feel like they never can work from home. But nonetheless, you get what I'm saying. Um, but how do you make work more enjoyable? For me, a big thing was nomading. I kind of figured out, hey, I can do amazing work sitting in this beautiful space, feeling tranquil by the pool that also has amazing Wi-Fi, but it feels fun. Like I'm really enjoying my time. And instead of a 10 minute, you know, coffee break to go grab a latte down the street, I'm jumping in the pool, sipping on my green juice and reading a chapter of a book. And then I'm going to, hey, like get back on, get back online, get on that meeting, throw on my white button down. You'll never know that I was by the pool but it makes it so much more fun. And also, I think don't be afraid to invest in co-working if you are remote. That's something that has done really wonders for me. And, you know, kind of having that separation of, of this is where I live, this is where I relax, and this is where I work. But with that being said, there's also so many community aspects that come with co-working and also helps, you know, get around some of the loneliness that also comes with working from home. And if, especially if you live alone, that's definitely something that I've struggled with. And co-working really changed the game for me. I noticed myself being so much more productive, so much happier throughout the day. And, you know, that $200, $300 a month, 
if you're happier and you're more productive, it is damn worth that price. And then just small other things. I'm a music person. Great. Put on some music. Listen to a podcast in the background while you're like sifting through emails or whatever it might be. Um, making your desk space beautiful. Taking off the clutter. Lighting the candles. Doing all these little things I think can really make work more enjoyable and doesn't have to give work such a bad rep. Like, for example, I'm solo traveling right now. I'm in Bali. I, you know, my friends from the hostel were going to a big breakfast and going to the beach. And for me, I had work to do, but so I didn't join and I should be, oh my God, sad. I'm not doing this fun thing. But I love to work when I set it up correctly. So I worked from this beautiful cafe today, had a gorgeous meal for like $6, sat there listening to some of like my favorite music right now in the sun. And I had a damn good time. So I think we really need to take this connotation away that work has to be horrible. And putting ourselves out there to take those risks and, hey, I mean, if you're an employer too, don't be afraid to be forward because everybody is different and you might end up with the best work of your life if you allow people to have the space to do so. So that is my take on work. It's a little unconventional. I totally get it. Um, I've taken a lot of risks throughout my career and a lot that I didn't expect to take so early. I think... I didn't expect to go freelance until I was probably, I don't know, 30. Um, I'm in my upper 20s now, and it was definitely something I always thought I would do more 30, 35 um, after I had worked my way up the ranks of the magazines. Um, but as life had it, I ended up being freelance. It was like 23, 24, like right, it was like right my birthday month. Um, and I made it work. And it was something that just felt so right for me. It was like the universe kind of all fell into place to let that happen. And I just rolled with it and somehow made it happen throughout COVID, kept it going. And now I have kind of like a hybrid setup with being in-house and then also having side projects and also being on social and these different things. And I think taking the time, again, like I said, just to really sit with yourself and figure out what works for you and taking away this just negative connotation that comes with work and hustle culture that is so extremely outdated and I never, never in a million years would have thought I'd be a supporter of, quote, the soft life and the work less movement and not the, you know, 12 million hour workday. I always was such a, you know, Kelly Catrone, if you have to cry, go outside, work harder type of person. And I'm sitting here saying I have never been happier, have never been more productive, and have never done better work than I've done since I've started to slow down. So give it a try, see what happens. And per usual, I'm always here to chat more and answer any questions about what I mean, what that can all look like. Mm -hmm.